Let's get stuck into this Sydney form. Ron, welcome back. What's your, what's your gut feeling? What's your vibe for today? Uh, look, it's a, it's a little bit tricky, I thought, all around. Um, so I, uh, it's one of them meetings I, I'm not going in saying, well, this is a good thing, that's a good thing. I think there's bits and pieces of value all the way through the program. Well, hopefully there's still value. They were earlier in the week, so uh, we'll just see what the price assessors have done uh, since... Uh, since scratchings and uh, and what's happening during the week. Joins us as always on a Saturday morning, and that is Brad Gray. Hello, Brad. Yeah, good morning, guys. What a crazy little day's racing we've got here. I think it's going to be a good pointer for these three-year-olds. Uh, obviously, they hold the, the focal point in, in terms of going forward. Your Ossipenkos, your Alf Cabins, your Zoo Tigers, and I'm not going to forget Sajardin either. So that's an interesting race. Uh, and let it roll throughout the day. Uh, see some return of some pretty handy horses. But before we move on, guys, that effort yesterday from Amy McLucas, I know it's blowing up Twitter on Showtime Lady. If there's any listeners out there that haven't seen the horsemanship that she showed yesterday on the Kenzo after the horse began awkwardly, dropped its head, and Amy was dead set in the air, apart from her hands on the iron. She lost an iron. Uh, she somehow regained control of the horse, whipped around the field, and there she was still fighting out the finish. So, yeah, an incredible little reminder of her, how talented our jockeys are. Yeah. It reminded me of Belle de Jour when she jumped up like that in the Golden Slipper. It was very, very similar. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, amazing work from Amy, and I think she, yeah, she herself took to social media. <laughs> was saying a bit of a sigh of relief, and um, good on you, Amy. It all ended well. It, it could have been nasty, but it, it was okay. He's doing the tad prices. He'll be telling us all these market movers. I think he's uh, warming the seat for one more week before Glenn returns. That's Andrew Hurley. Hurls, good morning. Yeah, top of the morning to you, Richard. Yeah, Munns is back on Monday, so in the interim, I'll, uh, I'll do my very best. And just from the outset, I'll say here today that Ramwick, Sandown and Eagle Farm place a win bet using your tab account. Your first fixed odds win bet races one to six. If your horse runs second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. Ronnie, I'm not going to open up the text line at all for this segment. Uh, we get a bit of feedback on Glenn, but um, Glenn has been on the text this morning, so he's, he's listening he? at the very least, yeah. Oh, Hurls, he's got he, he sort of he's listed some advice that he gives you for your segment. I'm not sure if it even gets to you, but anyway. Oh, I got about two pages of, uh, of feedback from him on uh, I think it was Thursday actually. So thank you, Glenn. He's, he'll be at the races today if you see Glenn. He's available for autograph signings as well. He's off to the races by uh, by all accounts. Anyway, he'll be back soon. And uh, the, yeah, a couple of one, one ticks coming through, and we'll talk about that horse when we get to that race. But let's get stuck in here. Seven minutes past eight, time to talk Sydney form and uh, hurls. We get going with the the Dali Lonro Plate first of the day. Twenty minutes past midday, and we have the two-year-olds here. A listed race over the thousand meters. Tab numbers one, two, and eight come out. A field of six youngsters in the first. And the deductions there, Zolfa Quart, 12 by 11, 7 by 7, Capital Heart and Satin and Silk, 10 by 11. Mexico, 350 to 340 this morning, 15 to 14, back to 15 for Torfic Star. Madeira Sunrise, 340 to 330, now 340, $34 Miss Belgium, Porta Rossa, 9 to 950, and the favourite is Sicilian at $2.40. Even prior to scratching, Sicilian was the most popular runner. Uh, the small Morning investment-wise, however, just narrowly, it's Mexico. Yeah, she looks the natural leader here, doesn't she? Sicilian Barrier 1 takes up the running. I think after we've lost uh, Satin and Silk, 
this morning. That maybe just opens the door there for Mexico to probably take a spot outside of the leader. And Madeira's sunrise just jumps on the back of Sicilian. Yeah, look, it's a bit of the pressure's come out of this race with the top two coming out and Satin and Silk. So, look, I'll still lean Madeira Sunrise. I think we'll get more of a guide on track that last 15 minutes of betting, um, considering the two stable mates of 340 each at two here. Uh, but she looked to have something. Uh, she's got, uh, she's a, a well-bred I am invincible filly. She's trialled alongside Sicilian on two occasions now, and I think she's had, where Sicilian's been ridden up, I think this filly's had a little bit up the sleeve. It's hard to know when you let them go. Sometimes they got nothing, but it, it just appears she's got something. I think I've got her on top of Sicilian, who's, I think whose life's become a lot more easier with the scratching. She'll bound out and be left alone here, and first use of an eight-metre rail here is always an advantage over a 1,000 metres, so going to be hard to run down. And Mexico... He's looked a more furnished product, this preparation leading in. Um, he might have something to say. And Puerto Rosa should be running on late. Five, nine, three and seven. Yeah, I've seen it a similar way here. I've gone five, seven, three and nine, five, Madeira Sunrise. I don't think it takes too much imagination to think that he would have had a little bit to offer there in the straight. Had it just been ever asked at any point, this filly, I'm invincible. So James McDonald book, that's a little lead in itself. You look back at the record of Michael Friedman and James McDonald, they've combined nine times in the past for four winners. So there's a lot in her favour in terms of making a winning debut thrown into the mix. The little cherry on top is just how well she maps seven. Porta Rosa didn't really know how to approach her. She just has to get the first half of the race right. But looking at her most recent trial, I just love that last 200 metres. So if she can keep in touch and they happen to keep each other busy enough up front, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see her screaming home at the finish. Three, Mexico, have been impressed with his trials. He's got race experience on his side. And Sicilian, hard enough to beat, albeit well found. Five, seven, three and nine. Darren Flindell makes number seven Porta Rossa special. Seven, best of the day for Darren. This uh, not a single doubt filly. To beat number three, uh, which is Mexico, puts number nine Sicilian in for third and five Madeira Sunrise. So seven, a special from 395. I think she features in uh, the Behind the Gates Mouldy. We'll know our fate pretty early there in the first well, race. Six in the got to beat one home. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm taking <laughs> after. You'll be taking odds on the Mouldy. I'm taking, well, hey, as, Ronnie, as long as it gets up, that's all that matters. And it's been <laughs> lean. Winner, hey, it's been you? lean. Like, I've gone with half cabin. That's how confident I am anyway. Oh, jeez. He has to run top four, doesn't he, Ronnie? Can do that, sure. You'll be sweet. <laughs> oh, thanks. Anyway, um, Porta Rossa, there you go. Good thing uh, in race number one for Darren. Let's get on to race number two. Um, this is the ACY Securities here, Hurls. We'll have a benchmark 78. We're going over the mile again, carved up a touch by scratchings here. What can you tell us with the market? Yeah, it's a fresh market now, Rich. LT Armour comes out 7x8, 8x10 Yoshino, Capistel 4x5 and 4x4 for Sonara. Banana Queen up the top, number one. It's a $2.80 chance. This morning it opened up at that quote. $7.50 Festival Dancer. $2.60 now, $2.50. Peaked at $2.70 this morning, Cosmic Minerva. Lekvate, $6.00, no change. $9 to $8.50, back to $9.00, African Daisy. And Watergo is a $21.00 chance. As I said, fresh market this morning. At this stage, Cosmic Minerva, in a race devoid of much activity at this stage, is our favourite at $2.50.
Again, it's probably a race devoid of much tempo up front. Uh, so obviously Capistel ran yesterday. That leaves Festival Dancer to find the front. It might be a race where they find their spots pretty quickly here. I imagine African Daisy jumps on the back of Festival Dancer. And then you've got Banana Queen coming across. She is versatile, uh, but given that wide draw and, and probably a, a lack of another horse that wants to sit outside the lead, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see her sit there. Cosmic Minerva, don't think you'll have to look too far back. Probably one out, one back. Uh, yep, I think you've read that right. Uh, straight to the front festival dancer, straight outside the lead banana queen. And uh, the rest just, just take that little sit with only six runners now. I'm I'm leaning to Cosmic. She's short enough, but I'm, or he's short enough. I'm, but uh, I just think the backup, extra 100 metres, McDonald and Blinkers. Lots of ticks there for Cosmic Minerva. I'll lean his way. Um, Banana Queen, how can you knock her? She's returned brilliantly, winning three straight and should be right in the uh, mix here. And the scratchings have probably helped her as far as the mapping's concerned here. Uh, two festival dancers is going to go much better. Um, obviously, she had that hard irregularity last time and she's a Hawkesbury trial winner since. Uh, and there was indications she was returning to form two starts back. And I'll put in Lekvati. Small field suits uh, this um, uh, this mare uh, because she does get back and has too much to do. So she mightn't has, have as much to do today. I think it's tricky. Anything goes. Four, one, two, and five. Yeah, I've got one, four, five, and seven. One banana queen. She's just uh, a mare at the moment or affiliate at the moment. You don't have to make excuses for. She's got three on the bounce. Uh, she can race forward. She can take bad luck out of the equation. And, she had her first crack at the mile last start, and didn't she relish it? Uh, she was dominant at the finish. I thought that was the, the best that she's gone to date. So she's in a really good patch of form at the moment. For Cosmic Minerva, I can see why the money is there. I can see why Duff's got him on top. It is a very likable setup. Quick backup, shades on, maps to get the run of the race. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll get every chance to, to present there in the straight. Five, Lek Varte was really keen on her last time out, and she had excuses in that she was squeezed out of the start. I know she typically gets back anyway, but she was right out the back and then there was just no speed in the race so it was mission impossible for her i thought despite running fourth and being well beaten there was merit to that effort and seven african daisy well did beat cosmic minerva fair and square just seven days ago so i am reluctant to overlook the obvious in that regard one four five and seven okay one on top as well for darren he goes with number one uh, banana queen here to beat four cosmic and minerva seven african daisy and five lekvart so it's one four seven and five for darren in the second race on the day. Working on to race three, uh, Eskimo Prince Stakes Day. Race three at Ramick will be the midway. And Hurls, this week we're going to have a benchmark 72 up over the mile. Yeah, and two big fiery comes out. Five by six, a deduction. Byron, zero. Eight by eight, four, go. Troppo. Dr. Evil is a $4.40 chance. Horse number two opened up at that quote this morning. Seven fifty for Love the Invasion. Louvois, $19. Three sixty now Healthy Beauty makes it favourite. Real Peace at $10. $13, oh golly gosh. Miss Lenore, four eighty and solid. $81, Ladies Gem and Carolina Fire at $7.50. So not much change in the market this morning. However, they were pretty keen to get stuck into Miss Lenore. Uh, in fact, it holds the most amount of money today, but uh, it actually holds almost double than any other runner in the race since we opened the market, Miss Lenore. All right, speed-wise, looks okay here. You've got Carolina Fire drawing barrier one. They'll punch up, potentially hold the front. Love the invasion, likes to get rolling. Ladies Gem has got some speed, and I didn't really know what to do with Real Peace. Uh, pretty versatile. Looks a little bit sticky if they want to roll the dice, but I do think he's a little bit more effective 
when he can get on top of the speed. So, yeah, a few things to play out in the first couple of hundred metres here, Duff. Yes, um, Real Peace might be better when he gets a sting out of the ground as well. But, mm. um, yeah, a tricky race. I, I think the over-the-odds here is definitely love the invasion. I think she, she loves to tough it out on speed. She'll roll forward from that wide draw. She's ready third up now. She missed the start and had a lot to do there um, second up. So I want to be a little forgiving and say that she is a big, big improver today, all ready for a, a peak performance. So got her on top. I think Healthy Beauty has the X factor. She's got to jump up a few grades now, but it's hard to knock winning her last three, one first up and two last prep. And the thing was that when she got to a mile last prep, she put an absolute gap in them. Uh, 9 golly gosh, well, if she runs to a last-up performance in, in this uh, back in grade here, she certainly uh, bears a lot of respect. And I'll throw in doc to Dr Evil because he's just well-graded and he never runs bad, although I would have preferred wet with him. I may have missed Mr Lenore, the money horse, and Carolina Fire, the good whisper about her as well. So there's lots of angles here, and it's uh, probably going to end up a good betting race, 5, 7, 9 and 2. Yeah, I like Miss Lenore here. She hasn't had a lot of luck at her past two. There's been good depth to those benchmark races. Uh, one of those was behind Above and Beyond and First Light, two older tough nuts. So she's only nine starts into her career. I think it's all just starting to click for her. I know she's been up for a while, uh, but she looks to be thriving. You go back to her win at Kemble Grange three starts back, and she put a space on Crafty Eagle. We've seen what Crafty Eagle has done since, including what he did there and narrowly missing in one of these in a midway. So as long as she jumps okay she has a little bit of a habit of being slow away but i think the speed up top promises to be genuine enough for her to get her chance regardless to dr evil he's hard enough to beat maybe sting out of the ground and a touch further would be ideal uh, but he's been knocking around in these midways uh, most recently and running well to hold that form seven healthy beauty well it's probably got the most upside uh, in terms of anything here just couldn't get her quite as short as the market's got her. that was the only knock but she's chasing Four on the trot, uh, and as Duff referenced, the fact that she gets out to the mile again can see her improve of what she did there last start, and 12, Carolina Fire from the inside. Catch me if you can, and a good winner there last start at the Provincials. 10, 2, 7, and 12. Okay, numbers uh, for Darren Flindell in race number three. He, too, is with number 10, Miss Lenore. 10 goes on top from number seven, Healthy Beauty. Two, Dr. Evil, and four, Oh golly gosh. So it's 10, 7, 2 and 9 for Darren in race number 3. We're going to race 4 at Ramwick this afternoon. This will be the Tab Highway at 5 minutes past 2. And Hurls this week, the market please for a Class 3 at the 1200 metres. Yeah, an interesting situation here where we've got uh, six scratchings. They are Blow Dart, Debussy, uh, Cappy's Angel, D4 runner, two you got, an Optimo, and none of them uh, attracted deduction. So we've got a, uh, a true market here. Amulet Street up the top, $9. $41 for hit the rim. Stepley, now they opened at $11. It's pretty much friendless. It's $19. 21 to 31, field the night. Power Bank, 26. Now, pre-entry, this is off the back of money. We went up $21 for it. It's $7.50 this morning. Zaru, $19, out from 11 $12 Running Bear, Super Extreme, Solid $5.50, $8 Clever Art, in from $15, $7.50 Sapido Beauty, Courageous Queen $34, our favourite is Iron Will, number 16, it's at $5, and $26 for Astrolith. As I said, this has been a good move for pre-emptory, sometimes it's just market opinion, sometimes it's off the back of money, sometimes it's both, and I suggest pre-emptory, this is off the back of both.
All right, speed here. Uh, well, you've got probably three designated go-forward horses, Astralith, Courageous Queen, and Iron Will. Looks a little bit tricky for Iron Will from that wide gate. So his race might be one or lost in the first couple of hundred metres. We've lost a little bit of speed, but I do imagine it's still to be a pretty genuinely run 1,200 metres here, Duff. Yeah, as you'd expect with these country sprinters, the, 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 that's, that's their go. A lot of them show good speed. I'm, I'm with Preemptory. Um, I think he... Although he's had 56 days off, he had a little, few little excuses in those um, midweek benchmark races in town at his past couple of runs. He's a lovely tick-over trial uh, since, and uh, I think he's the one you know, drawn in the middle here looking for a split, and if that split opens up, I think he's going to be uh, stronger than most. I think the dangers, running bears getting out to good odds, I... Um, Look, she's had two trials, did it really well winning the latest one. She's very genuine and, and ready to go, I'd suggest. Um, so the odds look good there. Super extreme, no knock at all. Um, five weeks between the last run, but the, the highway form is on the table and James is back on after having one ride for a win on her. And I'll put in Amulet Street. I'm expecting a good trial for, for next time. Iron Will, yeah, if he has luck, he certainly... Uh, hasn't done anything wrong in his short career to date. Uh, <clears throat> 8, 10, 11 and 1 and just there's a couple of extra floats going to Ramwick today. A couple of exhibition gallops here I'll just tell you about. Uh, following race 1, we've got fangirl Karen McAvoy and Hinge Devdulla to gallop over a 1,000 metres. Closely followed by Madame Pomery, Jason Collett and Zoo Gotcha. Uh, James McDonald over a 1,000. And then race 2, Manzois. Um, and El Bogadan will gallop over a thousand, and Moanga and Laws of Industries will gallop over a thousand as well. Yikes, there's some firepower there. Yeah. That's not extra reason to get out to the races today. So I've seen this highway very similar to you, Duff. So I've gone 8, 10, 11, and 16 preemptory, and it seems like we're not on our own as far as finding preemptory, which is encouraging. It suggests that he's, he's ready to do something today. That was the only little thing I had in the back of my mind, whether he might need this run to blow the cobwebs out eight weeks but between runs but I loved what he was building towards uh, last campaign I guess you could say a uh, little tick over trial as you mentioned and if he's ready to go uh, I'm very keen to be with him I think it'll be better again as he gets out to 1400 meters but he's a horse I, I dare say we can follow with a bit of confidence he'll be winning plenty of races for Danny Williams 10 running bear agree that it's the one that the market may have just overlooked uh, super consistent you look at recent record this five-year-old mare and she's rarely far away she's trialed well uh, she can just camp in behind the speed and shouldn't have any excuse 11 super extreme does have to drop back from 14 to 1200 meters but five weeks between runs certainly helps him overcome that that king of spades reference from last start reads well and 16 iron will i have included him albeit he's gonna to have to absorb a little bit of pressure there in the first couple of hundred meters 8 10 11 and 16. could you guys see a step lee being sharp enough here fresh I think it Good might odds. be just yeah, it might be just a start off race for her because, uh, uh, but she's I suppose she's a proven highway performer, uh, but I think she gets better after a run over a little bit further. Yeah, but she'll run you'd on. Probably, you'd probably want to see fourteen hundred meters, wouldn't you? And yeah. then you might give her give him a second look. Okay, uh, numbers here in the highway for Darren, race number four, and Darren's with number uh, number eleven here, Super Extreme, to beat eight Preemptory. 
10, Running Bear, and 12, Clever Art, who comes here in good form for Donna Scott and the crew here. So 11, 8, 10 and 12 uh, for Darren in race number four, the highway today. Working our way through Randwick here, let's go on to uh, race five and take a look at the congratulations Sam and David handicap. Here we'll have the Mayors, four-year-olds and upwards doing battle in a benchmark 78 at the 1300 metres hills. It's a pretty strong benchmark, 78 as well. We've got Graham Ramore. Now, no scratchings here. It went up $26 Wednesday. It's 13 to $15 today. I see you, baby, is a $61 chance. Rupertar has met with support since the market opened. $9 uh, on Wednesday, $5.50 to $6 today. $3.50 to $3.20, pretty, pretty wild, makes it favourite. Fear Nort, 13 to 14 Aravine, $7.50 to $8.50. to 71 Moshed up. Sonora, $7 to $8. Super Bright, opened at $6, has not budged. Always like the look of that. And, and again, $8.50 into $6.50, opened up at $9 Wednesday afternoon. In terms of dollars invested, since the market opened, narrowly pretty wild in front of and again. Speed, moshed up, looks leader. Sonora uh, from Melbourne. Probably settles handy as well outside of that. Uh, pretty wild. One of the excuses there for her last, uh, other than the fact that she pulled up slow to recover, was the stale belief that she's better ridden with cover. So I imagine they just try and slot in behind the speed here. Super bright can be considerably closer, having finally drawn a gate. And I wouldn't expect Rupertar to be far away either. Yeah, uh, lots of different angles here. Uh, she's well found now. I've... I went with the better value with N again. She hasn't won for 692 days, and I thought well, $10 was okay, but 650 is pretty well found now. I thought she was slowly finding some form. Joe put the blinkers on her, um, not for the first time. I think she had blinkers on when she won last prep or at her first start or whatever. But there was indications that Joe's got a grip on her now, and... I just feel that the extra 50 metres will suit her here on the big track. So leaning her way, I don't know what to make of this pretty wild. Everyone wants to make excuses for her, uh, saying that she, you know, that she wasn't suited leading. She pulled up sore, um, muscle soreness or something I heard. and then, But the facts are she was $2.20 to $4.20 in about 10 minutes. That's what I didn't like about it. And how did they know there was going to be problems with her? Um, look, if she brings her A game here, she'll win. And Chris wouldn't be bringing her here unless he thought he had her in order. So I, 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 you could, it could leave a sour taste in your mouth if you're back the last time and she comes out and bolts this in. Uh, eight, Sonora. I'm interested in, even though it was a weak race last time, I like the way she ran through the line. And Super Bright has that midway form, and that could shape up in a race like this. It's very tricky. 10, 4, 8, and 9. Yeah, I'm going to throw another couple of numbers into the mix here. I've gone 3, 6, 4, and 10, 3, Rupertar. Will she run a strong 1,300 metres? We're going to find out today. I think there's enough in the price to take the gamble that she can. So we saw her at the Gold Coast last start, and I thought she was fantastic there. I know she ran 6 of 12, beaten 3.5, but she just got shuffled back in the run. Despite that, she was still uh, doing some nice work there through the line, and that was at, at weight for age, where she's only getting a couple of kilos off 11.11. So, yeah, she can float in and out of form to some extent, but she gets the right run here. She's in well after the claim, claim and I'm happy to be in her corner. 6, Aravine. Didn't know what to do with her, but... One thing that I think we'll all agree on is that she just brings a bit of X factor here. 1,300 metres, blinkers off one soft trial. Now, does that say that she's going to need the run today? 
probably. Uh, so big market watch on her in that last couple of minutes. Four, pretty wild. Yep, you've got to take her on trust. I don't think there's enough in the price to, to do that at the moment. $3.20, uh, but she's hard enough to beat if she can bounce back to her best form. And 10, and again, 10 to agree, she'll be the one screaming home at the finish. And there were good signs there last start that she's very much back on track. Three, six, four, and 10. Okay, race five numbers here for Darren Flindell. He's um, with the X Factor here, Brad. Number six, Aravine on top for Darren. Six to beat four, pretty wild. Uh, Ten, and again, uh, and again. And number eight, Sonora. So it's six, four, ten, and eight. Six, four, ten, eight for Darren in race number five. A really interesting contest here we go to now. Race six at Ramwick today will be the Drinkwise Mile. And Hurl's an open handicap here. We're going over the mile, of course, and all eight to face the starter. What's the market telling us? A situation on Wednesday where the punters were just sitting there waiting for this market to open. Refresh, refresh, refresh. And <laughs> in order to get on Banju at $4, no scratchings. It has been off the charts. It's $2 now. From the top, number one, no compromise, $9, no change. Been adrift for Sulcum. They went up two twenty-five on the market open, $3 this morning, 19 Sacramento, Love Tap 15 $26 used spirit, Banju $2. Now we wrote bets of 1000 at $4, $700 at $4, and then the price just started to trim in fairly quickly. Nine of Power 21 and 14 for Beaufort Park. All about Banju here. Yeah, it's quick in the dead with these early markets now. I tell you what, yeah. I, you used to get at least 30 seconds. Now sometimes you get one second. <laughs> dead set. You swear blind you knew when they were coming up. <laughs> yeah, Some people. Get, mm. um, <laughs> so speed-wise, Banju, he looked to take control. That's why he's $2, isn't it? So he's fit, uh, he's got no weight, and he looks a likely leader. So you can see why there's a, a rally of support around him. Who sits outside of him? Well, I'd think... Sacramento potentially, but he's going to take 600 metres to get there. That's a problem with him. He's very dour. Maybe Love Tap by default finds himself outside the lead, but no doubt in the world that Banjo gets his chance. Yep, he gets. I think he gets control with that natural, you know, 1400 mile speed. Um, the two I had questions marks on going forward are Youth Spirit and Love Tap are the other one. But uh, look, I I can't get away from. I, I got. No confidence all about this race. I, I can't get away from Salcombe's ability. And I'll, um, look, I'll put him on top with um, no evidence to say that he's going to sprint at a mile and he's going to be ready to sprint at a mile. But he's just got that X factor about him. You know, four wins, eight starts. Massive first up in the Queen's Cup there last time. Uh, and his first run in Australia. And he's a horse in the uh, with a big upward spiral about him. No knock at all on Banju by the price, but you might after the race say, well, I could have marked him a dollar fifty there. Uh, they'll be all jumping up and down saying uh, what price he should have been, but I'll refer judgment. No compromise. He's a terrific horse. He don't sell him short. He's a wins a nice race every preparation. And he always has a go, and I'll put in love tap just in case two six one four, but. I'll leave it to the punters to sort out what they like there. It's a tricky one. Brad, just, yeah. be, just before you jump in here, Brad, uh, Ronnie, yeah. I had a bit of a listen to Chris and Charlie's race day mm-hmm. preview. Gee, Chris, he sort of was up, up and about about Sulcombe when asked about him. Um, Chris can be, about... pretty, can be pretty conservative, but he, he sort of can tell he really likes his horse. Well, I didn't. 
Blind Freddy can tell you that. I want to know if he's excited today or what he's talking about next November. He seemed excited for today. <laughs> what I okay, could all right, I'll, I'll go and find today. that. Okay, I'll go and find that. I wonder where he finds himself. Chris said he's going to have a pretty light preparation. Would a, a Tancred be his grand final, maybe? I don't know. They'll, they'll plot a path anyway on the way through. Is there a I'm grand not... final, this prep, or is it just to keep him ticking over? You know, there's so yep. many questions that... That's right. I think, I, I think only the... I, I don't even know if the trainer can tell us the answers. Mm. I think the horse will tell us today uh, what he's all about as far as under 2,000 metres, or under 2,400 metres, actually. Yep, that's a fair shout. I've gone one six two four just at the price. I'm in the corner of no compromise here, so I'm tipping no compromise first up at the mile. So, yeah, I think you look at his first up record, and it's easy to be a little bit deceived there. I know he hasn't won in the past in five attempts, but Chris has only had him on two occasions for those first up efforts, and they were both fantastic, and they were both over 1,400 metres. So at least we know he's got to turn a foot over these shorter trips, and at the odds... I am leaning his way. That's no knock on Banjo. He gets a very likable setup. I've missed the price. That's long gone now, and that's pretty much the only reason why I haven't got him on top. I just couldn't get him at two dollars. Two Solcom. What does he do? I don't know. Uh, I think, like a lot of people, there's a little doubt that he's the best horse in the race, and certainly the best stayer in the race. But how will he react? Sixteen hundred meters first up, as you say, Dub. I don't think the trainer would even be able to tell you with a great deal of confidence what he expects today. And four, Love Tap. Uh, a nice setup for him. I don't want to let him get under my guard. So the grey, I know he can kind of float in and out of form a little bit, but if he produces his best and finds himself outside the lead, he might give some cheek. One, six, two, and four. Okay, numbers here for Darren in the Drinkwise Mile. Number two, Solcom on top. Two to beat seven, Knight of Power. Six, Banju. And puts number four, Love Tap. Two, seven, Six and four. Knight of Power, Ronnie? Uh, I think Darren's got a bit of a love affair with Knight of Power. I mean, he went better last start. I want to see him do it again. Um, yep, I'll bow to uh, Darren of Igwins. I'll say, well, where'd you, how'd you find that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, any, what do you think about him, Brad? Yeah, well, he was better last start. I thought his first two runs we're a little bit plain, but now I guess fourth up, no excuses fitness-wise. He is a little bit one-dimensional, so he probably doesn't have the advantage of a banjo in terms of making use of the lightweight. He's still going to be out the back with these stayers. So I guess if it turns into a bit of a sprint home, again, we know that he's got that little bit of acceleration to get himself out of a sticky spot. Okay, one of the, uh, uh, one of the owners there saying that the Queen Elizabeth in the sights for Sulcombe. So if he's that kind of a horse, yeah, he's... Okay. He, um, that's, he needs to show us what he's about today, Solcom. So, yeah, real yard watch, and that's a look at race number six. And uh, conditions just beautiful in Sydney. Start the day on a good four, and uh, let's get on to uh, race number seven this afternoon, 4 p.m. for the Yarraman Park Handicap. This is a race. Benchmark 94,000 metres hurls. How's our market looking? So easy single, five by six comes out. 24 by 16 for inundation. Now they were absolutely hammering it. Uh, but of course it now goes round in the first at Sandown. I'll tell you what, it's a short quote there as well. 155 to $1.45. Uh, deductions, as I said, 24 by 16 inundation. So we'll look at the market from this morning. Remark 380 to 390, back to 370. Makes it favourite. Andamat, $6. 11 to 12, back to $11 for Dragonstone. Key Largo, 21 to 23, back to 21. Quick Tempo, been specced, opened up at $11. It's 4.60 this morning. 19 to 21, back to 19 for Zani. Classy JB, 41 to 51. Uh, Cote, or Cote, or Cote, Cote, 
Uh, $3.90 to $4. Back to $3.90. Makes it second favourite. $11.7. Brad and Ron, are you surprised remark uh, they didn't take the claim? Um, I don't know whether he's an apprentice horse with his history. Um, as far as you know, they've just taught him to settle and they don't want him to get uh, beating anyone um, and bolting in his races anymore. So that, that's, the, mm. that's my theory to it. Yep. Yeah, um, I guess I see it a similar way. Whether he's ready here, one trial, 1,000 metres, 62 kilos, I guess is up for uh, interpretation, but he's the class, isn't he? So looking at the map, he's going to get his chance. You'd think he can just stalk the speed somewhere. Now, for a 1,000 metre race, I don't think there's hectic speed, genuine enough, but you've got Cote finding the front, and the reason for that is that he's got remarks, seven act, quick tempo and dragonstone drawn to his immediate inside, so he shouldn't have too much trouble clearing those in the early stages, despite being untried over the trip. Classy JB, well, we know he's got 900 metre speed, so he can keep Cote company, and I wouldn't expect Forzanini to be too far away either. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm dreaming up seven act here. Um... He's been gelded this preparation. He's always uh, been... Well, he's been an underachiever since winning his first start looking the goods. Uh, but he's a, he just, he's, he's a lovely horse. And he's a much better horse than his form suggests. I thought his trial was good. Very good with a remark last time. He gets 10 kilos off him. He's got a beautiful draw. And there'll be no excuses not to show his form here today. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable having a spec here on him. I think it's a Team Hawks race. I think Remark is a danger. His trial was beautiful. It's the best I've seen him settle. He was a different horse as a gilding last preparation. I know he's got the big way, the big weight here, but uh, big weights I don't think are as uh, dangerous over the shorter courses than the longer courses. Uh, Cote, well, he could weigh well come out of the barriers and run them ragged. He's got plenty of killer instinct about him, this horse, although still raw and does things wrong. We might see a different uh, horse first up here today. And Andermatt probably getting out to good odds at $6, uh, considering his profile just didn't happen for him at uh, Sandown last time, but he's sure to be launching on them down the middle late if you can do that on this track here today. 11, 1, 10 and 2. Yeah, I'm in the corner of Cote here, given the setup. I love the way that he trialled there, particularly second trial, where he matched motors with Joyful Fortune, who, of course, is one of the fastest horses that we've got in the country at the moment. So he's got that zip in his legs, goes forward, and if he just behaves himself in terms of settling and then quickens in the straight, they'll be doing well to, to run him down with 52 kilos on his back. He's a sprinter going through the grades. One remark, of course, he is the class runner. My concern with him is just the 1,000 metres as opposed to the, the 62 kilos. Will he be sharp enough at the finish? I went back and, and had a, a couple of good looks at his first up win last preparation. I know it was against Clemenceau. He's a pretty handy stalemate, but he needed every bit of the 1,100 metres there. So maybe he's sharp enough. One trial, it was a lovely trial as well. So I want to keep him safe knowing that in a couple of weeks' time, there's every chance that he's clashing against the big boys in Group 1 sprints. Three, Dragonstone, what he's got on his side is not only a... Good record over a thousand metres, but a bit of race experience, uh, a bit of race fitness, I should say, in, in terms of what he's done this time back. Maybe been a little bit disappointing, uh, but his best gives us a shake. And 11 Sabanak, I'm inclined to keep him pretty safe as well, resuming a gelding, and he maps to get every possible chance. 10 1, 3 and 11. Before uh, we have a look at Darren's numbers, which are 10 1, 11 and 2, guys, you know, ho horses like a, 
Key Largo regime in like quick tempo, these kinds of horses. They're, they're both mm. capable enough, gents. Well, the market has gravitated to quick tempo after coming up $12 on Wednesday, and he is a 1,000-metre specialist. So um, the marketplace is telling me that we've missed him big time. What do you reckon, Brad? Yeah, well, they're, as Duff said, they're both 1,000-metre horses, aren't they? And it's very much a specialist distance. So it's that time of the year where... It always gives you a bit of a headache trying to work out these races because you're weighing up the class against these horses that are probably better suited in terms of fitness and maybe specialists over the distance. So, yeah, you can miss one, and and as Duff said, maybe we have missed quick tempo here, but he's another one that needs a little bit of luck, doesn't he? So he'll be hoping that the speed is genuine enough, and Jason Collett, I guess he's the right man for the job. Just play the stalker, uh, and if he can slip home uh, through the field there from from that low gate, he's every chance of, of playing some role in the finish. Uh, Ronnie, you actually answered a text question there after eight o'clock. Sebenak, out of a uh, by capitalist, have spent a bit of capital on the ultimate operation. Any news from the Hawks camp on any newfound ability and to concentrate on racing? So, I think yeah, not that uh, Michael Wayne and John give us a whole lot, but uh, I think you might have answered that for our, our texter. Yeah, Sebenak. hopefully, hopefully. All right. Good race. It's a race and a half, as is the Fujitsu General Eskimo Prince Stakes. Race 8 this afternoon, and we see the return of some very good uh, three-year-olds here. Hurls, Group 3, set weights plus penalties, 1,200 metres. What are you doing with number three, Aft Cabin? Keep it very, very safe, although you're getting the best price that we've traded at uh, since the market opened. It's 2 this morning after opening up at $2. Wolverine comes out, two by one, the deduction. Sajardin, eight fifty to $9. Williamsburg, $26. Afcabin, our favourite, $2 to 210 today. Osipenko seven fifty to six fifty. Communa sixteen dollars to seventeen dollars. Fifty one to sixty one for Brosnan or Brosnan. Zoo Tiger three fifty to three sixty and it has been solid right throughout the week. Uh, Toronomika is a $26 chance and Capital Queen at $23. Yeah, very popular is this favourite AF Cabin. It's been popular right throughout the week. But uh, Osipenko in the last 24 hours uh, has been specced. Speed. This is a tricky little race to decipher. There's a few little games going on already. I know John O'Shea's come out and said he'd like to ride Zoo Tiger with cover. I don't know if he'll get that opportunity, but I guess you've got Toronomika in the race and and Capital Queen maybe coming across from the wide gate. I was certainly listening intently when James Cummings said to you fellas this morning that Aft Cabin uh, has got some speed if they want to use it. There's every chance that they take a trail across from Zoo Tiger. Where does that lead? leave Osipenko? I don't know. Uh, Sajardin maybe can take advantage of a low gate, but he's generally not a, a go-forward horse. So a bit of a head-scratcher as far as nailing down a map here with any degree of confidence, stuff. I agree. agree. Um, <clears throat> I think... Um... Yeah, look, I I think uh, Zoo Tiger will be half aggressive, but uh, I don't think John wanted to overdo it there. Uh, so, yeah, look, all I know is I reckon we've got three very, very confident trainers here, James Cummings, uh, John O'Shea, and maybe Chris Waller with three good Colts. Sir Jardin's the sleeper amongst them. Um, I'm just going with the better odds of Ozapenko. Um, he's probably the one that's probably less suited by the 1,200 metres here, considering racing style with the other two favourites. But, geez, I've always loved him. 
Um, could have cried when he was beaten in the Caulfield Guineas with my 100 to 1 ticket sitting next to me. Uh, he just had too much to do that day, but he looks, he's, he looks smarter in the trials. He looks smarter. Um, he could well won further, but I, I just had to take the price on offer, and he was just too good a price not to back. Aft cabin, my captain tells me aft, aft, not aft. Uh, when I'm on the cruise, he's there. You go to the aft cabin. Uh, he is a good colt, I think. All of his, well, his last win was on a he- very heavy track, but uh, uh, the dogs are barking. He, he's very, very good, and they're very, very happy with him. And they, um, yeah, I think he's there to run to his best today, even though he's the one with only one trial compared to two trials for the other two favourites. Uh, Aizu Tiger, no knock at all. Just needs that first... 200 metres to go right for him and uh, the pattern of the day will know by now if there is one but uh, you know, they're, they're talking these three colts up like they're you know they're, they're supposed to talk good colts up <laughs> put it that way but they'll have to answer questions today and the forgotten horse is Shadart Sajardin he's a good quality colt he's trial well he's gallop well and I think he can keep up from that draw I'm five three eight and one Five, eight, three, and one for me. So Osipenko on top as well, and I played it the same in terms of you've got three very, very good Colts going around here, and one of them was $8, one of them was $2, and one of them was $3.40 odds. So I know the market's corrected a little bit since, but there was only one bet in the race at that point, and that's Osipenko. Now, can he overcome the fact that he's going to want further than 1,200 betas? Well, you go back to his debut, and that was 1,300 betas, and he was pretty impressive that day, beating Madame Pomery. So... If he's sharp enough, there's no doubt in the world that he's good enough, and you'd love to see Nash just find a spot here in behind the speed. Does he have that natural brilliance to cross Brosnan and Sajardin in the first couple of hundred metres? Will there be any intent? I don't know. It's a race I'd love to be betting in after they'd gone 200 or 300 metres, but if he finds the right spot, yeah, look out late. Eight, Zoo Tiger. Well, he's a big advantage over his two main rivals here. It's just that extra sharpness, isn't it? So the other two are obviously going to be better as they get out over further. Maybe the same can be said with Zoo Tiger, but... He's a more naturally brilliant horse. Three aft cabin. The only knock there is the price, albeit you're getting a, a little bit better now. $2.10 and, and maybe you'll get better again, but no denying his quality. And one Sajard and just plays stalker and shouldn't be overlooked. Five, eight, three and one. Uh, Ronnie, if, the, if there's to be an upset at all, is a communist good enough or forward enough? This Toronomica Capital Queen, big ask, but at least they're fit, race fit. Yeah, communist is the one. He was so tough. And genuine in his first racing preparation, and he just kept kept improving. You're getting right through to the the, the calendar prisoner there, running second to Golden Mile that day, and he's got form around Williamsburg before that. Um, so he probably a little untapped, and to have seven runs in his first prep and get to the level at his seventh start, you've got to give him credit. And um, I don't know about the bottom two. Williamsburg, you think... The distance is too short for him, but he coasted through the line there in that trial very, very nicely, and he he has the talent, and he loves Ramwick. So, yeah, you can make little cases for both of them. Okay, uh, numbers here for Darren in race eight, number three, Art Cabin, uh, to beat number eight, Zoo Tiger, 
five, Osipenko, and one, Sajardin, three, eight, five, and one for Darren in the Eskimo Prince. Race eight, 20 minutes to five this afternoon. Let's get on to race number nine at Ramwick today, and this will be the Tab Handicap. Hurls a benchmark 78 over the 800 metres. I know you were as, um, as crushed as I was that Luke Marlow took Kettle Hill for the Punters Panel Multi. I wasn't going anywhere near it. Uh, that horse has, has got its curse, but uh, I'll tell you what, the punters like it today. It's, it's the favourite. I'll just go through these deductions here, Rich. Uh, point counterpoint, zero. Four by four, King Rattel. Uh, Terra Shock, zero. Zero also, Sam Fabrizio, Knight of Power, zero. Eight by nine, Lekvate, and Love the Invasion, at three by two. Up the top, we've got Star Sparks, five dollars into four forty. Fourteen to thirteen, back to fourteen. Nothing sweet about me. Kettle Hill, gee, they're hammering it again this morning. It's 370 into 260. It's probably the biggest trim up on the program. I'll have a look at the dollars in just a moment. Shandon Burge, $10 to $11. $14 to 17 claim the crown. Yukon, 26 to 34, back to 26. High Court, $23. 41, Orbital Express. Mom Felicity, now they've pretty much chipped away at this all week and I always take notice when David Payne's stable or their horses trim up and that is the case with Mon Felicity. 6.50 to 6, back to 6.50, Wineglass Bay and the Vita down the bottom, 18 to 23. So in terms of the trade business-wise, well, yeah, most of the money went on yesterday in the last 24 hours or so for Kettle Hill, but Gee, it's trimmed up this morning, uh, despite the fact that Wineglass Bay actually holds the most amount of money today. Well, he does map to get a lovely soft run. He's going to need a little bit of luck getting off the fence at the right time, but you'd think he just camps on the back of the speed here. Kettle Hill, you've got the two, Gay Wardhouse, Adrian Bott, Train Gulliver's Nothing Sweet About Me, and Star Sparks spearing forward, keeping them company will be Yukon and Shandon Burge uh, up from Melbourne. So no excuses here, you wouldn't think, for the favourite. The speed looks pretty genuine, though, Duff. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm with Mon Felicity. Uh, no one missed a run the other day. She's third up now. Um, not totally sold back 200 metres, but with a bit of, with all that pressure up front, if you can come from behind, I think she minds her own business uh, from this tricky start at the 1800, and if they open up for her, her late and she gets to get into a rhythm down the straight, I think she might just get over the top of them. Kettle Hill, $2.60, wow. Um, back in distances, obviously, against him, third up there, mile back to 1400, so I think we can blame ourselves for falling into him there. It's easy in retrospect, and maybe this was the target all along, the 1800, and he gets his chance, barrier one, McDonald, but you got the J-Max tax in full force here. Um, nothing sweet about me is value, although these all these horses up front might chop each other apart here, but I think she's pretty tough, this so you think, Mayor. And Wineglass Bay is the other one, um, just up in distance, third up on a backup on a drier track. Uh, maybe we've got to be a little forgiving for him as well. If some butts across the board here, but... Um, I'm I'm comfortable enough with Mont Felicity, 13, 4, 2 and 14. Yep, I've got her in the numbers as well. I've got Star Sparks on top, 1, 4, 13 and 14. He might have to do it the tough way here, absorbing a bit of pressure with 60.5 kilos on his back, but there's a, a nice sense of timing about him. Third up, 1,800 metres. The blinkers went back on last start at Randwick, and he was very brave there to be beaten half a length by Beaufort Park. So back in grade today, the trade-off there 
is a few extra kilos, but another dry track certainly suits, and yeah, I think he's ready to do something. For Kettle Hill, yeah, he's hard enough to beat. I couldn't get him quite as short as that, but he's had genuine excuses at his past too, whether he's been too far back. Last start was just wide and working, so he camps in behind the speed here and hopefully gets the chance to show us what he's really made of. 13 Mon Felicity, no luck whatsoever. I tend to agree with Duff in that back 200 metres, not ideal, but do respect that David Payne scratched her from yesterday over 2,400 metres in preference of this. So third up, no luck. She should, should still be nice and fresh. She wouldn't have expended too much energy there last time out. And 14, wine glass bay. A bit of intent uh, with the seven-day backup out and trip. 1-4-13-14. Numbers for Darren Flindell. Race nine today. He is with number 13, Mon Felicity. To beat five, uh, Shandon Burge. Four, Kettle Hill. And one star sparks, 13, 5, 4 and 1 in race number 9. Thank you to Chantel Buckley. Um, good morning, Chantel. Uh, she lets us know that if you're heading down from the north, there are some fairly long delays uh, getting into the city and towards Ramwick. Um, some pretty ordinary traffic around the place already, as Saturday morning can be the worst morning of the week on the roads. It's a shocker. School sport auctions and whatever else, get into the races. But um, if you're travelling from the north, maybe give yourself a little extra time. Thank you, Chantel. There's go, go. Shanny in the traffic chopper. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's How right. many people go to the auctions? There's not many, that many people buying houses anymore, Richard. They're, still, oh. they're not going to fill the roads. Well, but you've got to inspect the property as well, Ronnie. So oh, not just okay. auctions, but inspections and that kind of stuff. I got you. Duff just buys some sight unseen these days. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it online now, Ronnie. Just click away and, yeah. and buy Rodeo, last of the day, uh, race number 10. We finish off here with the Petaluma Handicap, benchmark 78 at the 1,200 metres. Yeah, we've got a number of scratchings here, Rich. Uh, Lord Olympus, zero deduction. Five by six, Liberty Sun. Tremonto, zero. Five by five, Stromboli. Diamond Dealer, 12 by 11. Five by five, Billion Dollar Baby. Hardware Lane, one by one. And Rupertar, two by one. Other top munitions, $15 into $10 this morning. American President, $11 to $10. 19 to 17, now 19 for Astero. Sacrimony, 370, now into 230. 30. Uh, we rode a bit of 1100 at 260 around about five or six minutes ago. Lord Markell, 10 to 950, back to $10. 21 to 15 for Gasonic. Poker Jack, 850 to 750. Lindemann, $7 to $6. And Halo Warrior, 19 to $17. Very well tried here, Sacramony. Punters think they can blast out in the last, but I said it last week, they've been having a little bit of a, a lean run, the favourites in the last. Well, this is a completely different looking race uh, to the one we saw an hour ago prior to scratching. So all of a sudden, Goosonic, instead of potentially being four wide and working, probably rolls across and takes up the running as he likes here. Where else do you go to? Munitions, maybe not far away. Poker Jack, not far away. Lord Markle, the Queenslander. Maybe he can be forward here, but I did listen to Adam Campton this morning with you guys and suggested that the horse is probably better ridden uh, with a little bit of cover. So... Yeah, maybe Goosonic leads and, and gets his chance now. Oh, goodness gracious me. Um, I thought everyone had dropped off Sacramony. $2.30, are you, are you serious? Um, look, I was I thought he was the gambler of the day, but I'm, I'm, I was happier with him with everything in the field, putting the pressure on for him. Now it's a bit... It's a bit different here now. So, look, I'm, look, I'm tipping him and I'm... And I'm He's down on the board as the bet of the day, but I couldn't, in the wide, wide world, 
tell anyone to charge in at $2.30. He can't start any shorter than that. I think Lord Markle's a genuine tough horse who's got some very good fresh form uh, to run well. Stable made the favourite. Lindemann's a nice horse. Um, and the trials are okay. And he was very good first up last preparation. Uh, uh, obviously, not in a weaker race than this, though. And the one I'm wary of, and I thought it was a, a terrific trial, is Gusonic. Um, just run third in that Wagga trial, hard-held. He's a city winner last preparation, showing good speed, and I would not treat him lightly here at the better odds. Um, yeah, 7, 8, 13, 11. 7, 13, 12, and 2, 7. Sacramoni, I'm left with Sacramoni, so it lost a couple of the on-toppers, but I guess now it's a, a winnable race for him. He has been trolling and teasing me for a while, uh, but no excuses here. That Kalino form reads pretty well for this, and you've got James McDonald, you've got a winnable race, and the fact that he finds himself so short in the market probably tells you everything you need to know. 13, Linderman, the stalemate, very wary of him. Yes, he did get out to... What, 1,800 metres at the back end of last campaign when he ran second and an hour a second in a listed race. But nice and fresh here, uh, just in behind the speed. Yeah, he's every chance of showing up fresh. 12, Poker Jack. Don't see too many horses transfer that highway form into benchmark races, but he did it in good style there. And maybe he is one that can make that leap. And two, Munitions. Generally, what you see is what you get. And he's a must if you're having a trifecta of first four. And Gusonic maybe is the horse that I've overlooked here, particularly... After all the scratching, I certainly wouldn't begrudge anyone having an each-way ticket on him at the $15. But 7, 13, 12 and 2 in the last. Uh, Ronnie, speaking of mu- uh, munitions the other day, I had a number of people say they listened to the show the other day and had something on that horse via your push at the good odds. So, oh, this is, These last races, the last couple of weeks, have nearly killed me. You know, <laughs> I, I backed him straight out at 125 to 1. I had $34, that thing last week that got dragged back to last. Super pursuit. <laughs> Super pursuit. I, I I feel like throwing my hands in the air sometimes. Anyway, wasn't far off, but close, but no cigar at all. Today, I'd already locked into Sacramento as the best, but I'm just a little wary now. And Ozapinko's the best value in race eight, number five. We'll let you go, Ronnie. Enjoy the day. Thanks, guys. Ron Duffersey uh, there. And just on the Chris Waller, Charlie Duckworth video on that race, I, I was his Sacramento. A nice push, but gee, the, the, the confidence level is there about Lindemann. Uh, two off that video from the sounds of things, if you um, if you like that horse. Now, just before, Brad, we come to your best on the day, I'll recap uh, Darren Flindell's numbers here. He's with 13 Lindemann in the last race, Darren. 13 to beat 7 Sacramoni, 11 Gasonic, and 2 Munitions. So 13, 7, 11 and 2 for Darren in race number 10. Brad, fire away your best on the day, please. All right, best bets for me. Race three, number 10, Miss Lenore. That comes up in the midway for Maddie Smith. And race five, number three, Rupita. I thought it was hard to beat for Bjorn Baker. Good man. We'll chat during the week. Thanks. Good on you, Brad. Brad Gray. And uh, catch up with him at the midweekers. Uh, Hurls, if you're still there, I suppose we hit nine o'clock and we'll see what punters really want to do now. Yeah, Banju's definitely been the best-backed runner on the card, and we've obviously had that significant trim-up for Sacramony, but I agree with Darth. I don't, 2.30 seems rock bottom, so we'll keep an eye on that. But races 1 to 6, Ramwick, Sandown, and Eagle Farm today. Place a fixed-odds Widmet. If your horse runs second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. I wonder who the lay of the day candidate is. Might be in the Eskimo Prince. 
Yeah, it, don't know. Yeah, well, they'd have a good strike rate if they've been uh, laying the favourite in the last in recent weeks. As I said, uh, punters, if they've had a good day, they like to blast out with a favourite, and uh, it's gone skew if in recent weeks. I can tell you that uh, on a personal level as well. Jockey's challenge today, and there's not much to report here. It's all just about J Mac as it generally is. A dollar ten for J Mac. We've got Tim Clark at twelve dollars, and then we've got twenty one dollars uh, for Jason Collett and any other jockey option. Brenton of dollar thirty four, uh, forty one for national. So Reese Jones, how are you feeling about feeling about behind the gates? Hell, good. <laughs> I think we're all petrified. No. Gee, haven't we been copying? It's okay. Apparently, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. You've got to have thick skin in this game. Apparently, the heroes and villains segment on Monday morning on the Big Sports Breakfast, uh, we copped it as being the villains. Really? I got a text. Oh, they were up bright and early. Wanted to get it off their I'll chest. Tell you what, I got that's a text uh, around seven thirty. I tell you what, that's uh, looking at that panel calling us villains. They're pretty rich. Thank you, Hells. <laughs> All right, good on you, Rich. I'll see you about uh, an hour or so, mate, for behind the gates. Look forward to it.